1: and I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So today we're going to continue our AI use case series where we talk about the adoption of AI in various different industries to showcase what they're doing and give you some ideas and insight into how to apply AI and cognitive technologies to your industry. We find that many of our listeners and customers at Cognolytica really want to implement AI and cognitive technologies and maybe they're already doing it, but they're struggling to find the use cases that are relevant to them. So we spend time here. Today's AI Today podcast, we're going to be looking at at how AI is helping to transform the agriculture industry.
0: Agriculture is a really old industry, and it's come a long way over the millennia in how we farm and grow crops With the introduction of various technologies, as the world's population continues to grow and land continues to become more scarce, people have gotten creative about becoming more efficient with how they farm, using less land to produce more crops, and increasing the productivity and yield of those farms and the acres that they farm. And agriculture is a really big industry. It represents $5 trillion worldwide. And the industry is now turning to AI technologies and various cognitive technologies to help in a variety of ways.
1: Yeah, we may not think of the farm as being perhaps a hotbed of technological right. activity. <laughs> (laughs) But it really is. If you look at the modern farm, modern agribusiness, you know, companies like John Deere and Caterpillar and all these companies have really revolutionized the way that farms use technology. And as a result, you know, farms are producing hundreds of thousands of data points on the ground every day. You know, these farmers are collecting it from, you know, their agricultural devices, from the rain sensors, from the food sensors, from, you know, if you have a, a chicken egg operation or a cow milk young operation, you got lots of data points, lots of machines, right? And they're collecting information about the weather condition, the temperature, water usage, soil conditions, all that stuff, right? So the farms are becoming smarter, and they're becoming more connected, and we're looking at aggregating and analyzing all of this data to really help us inform a wide range of decisions that really help to optimize and increase the yield of the farm. And yield is really one of the most important measures, because you only have so much land and so many animals you want to make sure, or plants, you want to make sure you get the most from that amount of space. So it's used to help improve farm planning, and just in general, make smarter, more informed decisions about the resources needed to save costs, to prevent waste and of course to improve overall production. So, we see a lot of AI technologies and machine learning in general as helping to determine like things like best crop choices, hybrid seed choices that farmers are using. And in addition to the ground data, we're seeing also a lot of computer vision and the deep learning algorithms that it's captured from drones and other systems used in cameras or other equipment that's being used in the farm. So AI is really combining all this equipment from all these unmanned systems and drones and that can capture images from the farm and look at the livestock and look at the various different plants and analyze these images in close to real time and identify not just these areas for improvement but also areas of concern So that the farmers can take action.
0: Right. And as Ron mentioned, at the end of the day, growing crops and growing healthy crops is really, you know, the main point of agriculture because you want to make sure that your crops live and you want to make sure that you're growing the best, most abundant crops that you can. So AI systems are helping to improve harvest quality and accuracy in what's known as precision agriculture. So precision agriculture uses AI technology to aim in detecting diseases in plants and pests and poor plant nutrition on farms. AI sensors can detect and target weeds while deciding which herbicides to apply within a right buffer zone, preventing the over-application of herbicides and then in turn creating herbicide resistant plants. This has become a major problem lately as just about everything we eat unfortunately contains chemicals. I was reading an article recently that said glyphosate, which is the chemical in the weed killer Roundup, was found in 100% of California wines tested, even organic. Wines where they said that there was no use of. These weed killer products at all. So, the overuse of chemicals in agriculture and farming is clearly a concern. And hopefully, these AI technologies will help to address that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, the purpose for that is like this little battle, right? You know, the, the farms are trying to beat the pests, and the pests are trying to, you know, con- find new ways to get to the crops and you have new diseases. And those diseases are emerging that are resistant to the. So, it's just a constant battle, right? And of course, in addition to fighting, you know, these natural pests. And-
0: we hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies.
1: We also run the most authoritative, vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you.
0: If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast.
1: These natural pests and the natural organisms are also fighting the weather, which <laughs> you can't beat the weather, right? <laughs> right. You know, no matter how much you want to beat the drought or beat the floods, you can't, right? So farms are really seeing some value in seasonal forecasting models that are powered by AI. And as a matter of fact, forecasting is one of those areas where it was probably one of the earliest applications mm-hmm. of AI in general. It's like you're trying to do what's called predictive analysis, in this case, predicting whether the rain is going to come or not. And, you know, these use cases of AI are really proving to be one of the most valuable for small farms, especially in developing. Countries where you know they have limited access to resources, and you know they don't have that much data in their farms, and so if you can aggregate this information and provide that to them, then that's very valuable. You know, as much as seventy percent of the world's food supply is grown on small farms, as much as you might think they're not; they're actually seventy percent, and it's critical that those farms are able to continue to operate and run because and, they feed many of their local communities.
0: AI technologies are also helping solve critical farm labor challenges by easing some of the farmer's work and removing the need. For for large numbers of people to work the land. Traditionally, when we were more of an agrarian culture, we had, you know, very large families and we would all work individual plots of land. Mm-hmm. But as we've started to move to more urban areas and become less agrarian, we don't have as many people who want to be farmers or who have the skill set and for that So agricultural robots are increasingly being used on farms as they can harvest crops at a higher volume and faster pace than their human labor counterparts, and they can also more accurately identify and spray weeds. They never tire, and they're a solution to this declining workforce. Traditionally, farms have needed many workers, like I said, and in more recent times, these workers have been seasonal, and they help, you know, produce and harvest crops that keep these farms productive. Yes, part of it is growing it, but then part of it is also harvesting it. So you right. need people to pick the apples and to, you know, and also
1: the maintenance. Like you, know, you got to till the soil, you got to get, yeah. you got to trim things. You can't leave like the if you're an apple orchard, you can't just like leave stuff on the ground. It'll cause bugs and right. rot and all. Right. Right.
0: You have to pick the apples off the trees or else you're not getting right. your harvest to market, which is also part of why you're doing this. So, you know, as we've moved away from this agrarian society, we just don't have as many people who are willing to work on farms anymore. It's estimated that there will be a 6% decline in agricultural workers between the years 2014 and 2024. Furthermore, agricultural work utilizes a highly mobile and migrant workforce, and it's also, it's really hard work. So this presents challenges for a stable and predictable workforce. And so these, you know, robotic and assistive tools are coming and it's helping to kind of ease and maintain that workforce and the ability for these farms to be operational.
1: Right. So you're thinking, okay, well, here's the problem. So what's the AI solution, right? This is where we're starting to see more AI bots. So you just mentioned some of them. You can go out, you can see all these farm bots now. Yeah, uh, yeah, the do,
0: agricultural robots yeah, some, that I mentioned. Some of
1: them will like can look in for weeds and individually pick them out of the ground. So instead of using weed killer. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, well, instead of using a weed killer chemical, you're using a weed killer robot right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bot's the weed killer. It's going to go and it's going to find <laughs> yeah. that bot. Obviously a lot of it, harvesting robots are already out there. There's tree shakers. If you actually want to see like how almonds are harvested, it's really cool. They have these really specialized devices that'll shake the trees and all the almonds come down and they pick them up. There's no reason for a human to be doing I mean, these trees are planted so regularly it's almost mm-hmm. like they might as well be in an assembly line. So those kind of bots, what are the kind of bots are we seeing on the farm? Everything from, like you mentioned some of the drones. Uh, yes. And anyway. I was also- just
0: going to say the drones as well. You know, and the drones can also survey the land and they can check to see, you know, for pests and plant conditions, soil conditions as well. They can also see if there's, you know, harvest issues, maybe miles down depending on how big your farms are. So they're being used in a variety of ways.
1: Mm -hmm. So I also uh, want
0: to wait to see when the autonomous bots, I mean, they are being used, but you know, like fully. Well, already
1: like all those big all those those machineries. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They're mostly self-driving at this point. I mean, they're all GPS guided. They're the big combines. Yeah, it's like you really. I think one person now can like operate acres, tons of acres, yeah, you know, or like more hundreds. Because we maybe. had talked
0: about this in our mining podcast mm-hmm. as well, where they're using autonomous vehicles in mines and you know fairly unsafe conditions, but that they're easy to use because they're in a geofenced mm-hmm. area and that there's not a lot of exterior issues that they need to deal with, such as other cars or other. You know, pedestrians in the
1: way, stuff like that. Same thing here, right? Yeah, same thing. Limited environment. That's good. You know, we don't have to worry about rear ending another combine, I guess. (laughs) There's traffic. What's this other combine here? Anyway, so in addition to uh, the hardware bots, the physical bots, we're starting to see even a lot of software bots, the chat bots especially. And, you know, this idea of the smart intelligent assistant is becoming used by farmers, especially the, the smaller ones, the, mm-hmm. the organic farmers, mm-hmm. local farmers. You know, so it's not in widespread adoption, you know, perhaps entirely in the industry. You know, These chat bots are really helping to answer a wide variety of questions, providing advice, giving recommendation, providing 24-7, you know, sort of virtual support. So these chat Chatbots are really already being used in a number of industries. This is one of those common use case patterns of AI is the conversational assistant, the chatbot. So it's no surprise that AI-powered chatbots are being used here as well.
0: Yeah, and this one, you know, it's somewhat surprising because we found that they're used in almost every single industry, but for a few reasons, they're not as widely adopted mm-hmm. here yet. Some of it is like Ron said, 70% of farms actually are small farms that don't have a lot of data points. They might not have, you know, regular access to the internet. But also, I think that there's been a movement lately towards smaller farms in general, even in more developed countries. Mm -hmm. So I think that as people want to get into farming, you Mm -hmm. know, they're going to need some guidance and some help because, like I said, this hasn't been passed down for generations in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. because people have left the farm gone to the cities and now they're trying to right. move back to the farm. And those will become more prevalent to help them answer a variety of questions.
1: Yeah, another thing is like starting see like new iterations of how farming is done. This whole urban farming concept.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: Whether it's like, you know, there's a company out there that'll give you a shipping container, which is basically a self-contained farming system with lights and hydroponic water and it's basically self-contained. There's like solar power on the roof. Those things are becoming very highly roboticized, highly mechanized. You know, everything's becoming automatic the little devices will tell you exactly how much water to apply to how much. All of that is becoming very intelligent. So the future of farming is starting to change in a lot of ways, too. Not just uh, thinking about large plots of land and, you know, the great need for water right. and all that sort of right. stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, one area that I think would be exciting is, you know, chatbots for personal farming. <laughs> Meaning, like, I have my little container garden in my house. And I want to, you know, figure out which plants grow best in what conditions, do a little bit of seasonal forecasting you know various things that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise mm-hmm. how can I take that now mm-hmm. on a personal level and use that
1: ooh that's interesting well there's like you can buy now like this home farm bot it looks like a 3d printer have you seen this it's kind of cool hmm. it's like this thing where it, like it puts up these pods and <laughs> plants them and it does weeding it's kind of oh, neat man. it's not that big it's like clearly for apartment dwellers and small homeowners not for an acre of land it's but it's kind of cool we may maybe we post a link to that i think it's called farm bot and it's in the same spirit as 3d printing it's like you can build it yourself. So check it out.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the use cases are really broad and we like to go over this because it can be applicable to many industries. So listeners, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and that we've provided some insight into how AI is being used in agriculture. Through the use of AI and cognitive technologies, farms across the world are able to run more efficiently with less workers than before while still meeting the world's food needs. So we're excited to see how these AI technologies will continue to be adopted in the industry. This podcast is part of our AI Use Case Series podcasts. There are others in the series as well that you may want to listen to, so we'll make sure to include them in the show notes. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles that we discussed and concepts and related podcasts in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolytica.com.